Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we're continuing uh, back to our discussion that was started on Monday about the example of human wickedness in the world, specifically with regard to the shedding of blood, to murder and genocide and just human wickedness in this particular capacity. And again, it's going to be a super heavy episode. There's just a lot to cover. I, I because there's just so many examples of it and not even from that much of a chunk of human history. And so I'm going to share some more examples because the point needs to be made that humans humans are great at killing one another. And I don't want to belabor the point beyond this episode, but I do feel like it needs to be driven home just how just how bad this is. It's not just a couple examples of atrocities that we all know. It's in nearly every country, in every part of the world, in every period of time in human history. So once again, I will issue a PG-13 warning for this episode, and if it ever applied to any episode, it would certainly be this one. I'm not going to shy away from giving some explicit examples and from directly quoting some sources who either witnessed or documented the atrocities that we're going to we're going to discuss in today's episode. So I want to be upfront about that and to just put that warning out there that we're going to cover some horrific things in this episode and I just want you to know that before you continue to listen. And so on Monday, we looked at the favorite example of genocide that anyone in the Western world would immediately think of, which is the the Germans, the Nazis in World War II. But we're going to move on to an even bigger example, the USSR. Approximately 20 million, and that's a very conservative estimate, uh, people died under the post-World War II rule of Stalin. I want to read you just one quote here from a man named Viktor Kravchenko, who was a Communist Party official. He said, A wagon goes around now and then to pick up the corpses. We've eaten everything we could lay our hands on. Cats, dogs, field mice, birds. When it's light tomorrow, you will see that the trees have been stripped of their bark, for that too has been eaten. And the horse manure has been eaten. Yes, the horse manure. We fight over it. Sometimes there are whole grains in it. Absolute atrocity committed on their own people in large part. What about Japan? About 300,000 people were killed by the Japanese in something known as the Rape of Nanking. This was a atrocity committed against the Chinese people. And I'm going to read you a quote here as well from Iris Chang, who was the author of the book by the same title, The Rape of Nanking. She wrote this, 
The rape of Nanking should be remembered not only for the number of people slaughtered, but also for the cruel manner in which many met their deaths. Chinese men were used for bayonet practice and in decapitation contests. An estimated 20,000 to 80,000 Chinese women were raped. Many soldiers went beyond rape to disembowel women, to slice off their breasts, to nail them alive to walls. Fathers were forced to rape their daughters and sons their mothers as other family members watched. Not only did live burials, castration, the carving of organs, and the roasting of people become routine, but more diabolical tortures were practiced, such as hanging people by their tongues on iron hooks or burying people up to their waists and watching them get torn apart by German shepherds. She goes on to talk about how the Nazis were ashamed and sickened by what they saw, and they had to look away. Now, China, while they were the victim in that case, is responsible for somewhere between 47 and 74 million deaths. When you add up the one-child policy that China had for decades and the execution of political dissidents over the the years as well. In South Africa, under apartheid, 30,000 or more people were killed. In Rwanda, which is a very well-known genocide between the Hutu and Tutsi tribes, 800,000 people lost their lives in just 100 days. And I'll add that most of those people met their end by machete. Very up close and personal and brutal. In Turkey, 1.2 million Armenians were killed. And this is where the term crimes against humanity was first coined. 15,000 to 25,000 people have just gone missing in Argentina. In Cambodia, because of ethnic cleansing and infighting there, Somewhere between 1.7 and 2 million people have died. 400,000 people in Sudan. Anywhere from several hundred thousand to several million in Pakistan due to ethnic cleansing. We're not sure of the numbers because most of the bodies have never been located and probably never will be. Hundreds of thousands of Jewish immigrants in Romania during World War II. Hundreds of thousands in Liberia, nearly 1.4 million in Mexico, and if we include all the abortions that take place here in the United States, about 60 million or more babies have lost their lives. Now, I say all that to say, just like with the, the Germans in World War II, I've named so many countries that it might as well be a world tour at this point. Are they all monsters? Every single one of them? Or is this what people do to one another? And by the way, out of everything we've discussed, out of all the examples that have been given, I would just want to throw in a couple additional thoughts. One, we've excluded terrorism and terrorist attacks like September 11th. We've excluded examples that would include the fetishizing of violence by our culture in video games where you can do all of these things and more to people 
in a video game setting or through the music and entertainment industries that continually put just horrific amounts of violence before our eyes or into our ears and they glorify it. That doesn't include any of that. It doesn't include any of the psychological experiments that have been done over the years. Famous ones like the the Milgram experiment or the Stanford prison experiment. So I want to end with a couple of quotes. One by a Soviet gulag survivor, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who said this, Where did this wolf tribe appear from among our people? Does it really stem from our own roots, our own blood? It is our own. And just so we don't go around flaunting too proudly the white mantle of the just, let everyone ask himself, if my life had turned out differently, might I myself not have become just such an executioner? It is a dreadful question if one answers it honestly. Sociologist Harold Welzer wrote this, We are left then with the most discomforting of all realities. Ordinary, normal people committing acts of extraordinary evil. This reality is difficult to admit, to understand, to absorb. As we look at the perpetrators of genocide and mass killing, we need no longer ask who these people are. We know who they are. They are you and I. So once again, I'll circle back to Scripture. In Romans 3, 10 through 15, Paul writes, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness, and their feet are swift to shed blood. At the beginning, I asked if we really believe that when Scripture says that this is who we are. After all these examples, I hope that we take Scripture at its word. I hope that we don't doubt that when the Bible has something to say about who we really are, that we take it seriously and that we own it and that we trust that what the Bible says about us is more true than perhaps we're even willing to admit. I don't know how anyone can look at all these examples. And by the way, this is just in the last 120 years or so of human history. That's it. We haven't even gone back beyond that. I don't know how anyone can be a student of human history and come away thinking that people are good. I just don't get it. The only thing that makes someone good is being transformed by a relationship with Jesus on our own. This is who we are. Now you might be thinking, not everyone does these things. Not everyone commits genocide. Not everyone does all these horrible things. As many people that do, not everyone does. Most people aren't as bad as they could be. And you're right. But the question we need to answer is why that is. It's not because they're good. 
because of something else. And we're going to cover that tomorrow on our next episode of Fruit Snacks.